Hi there, you're listening to a message to moms from my mom, raising graceful children in an execrable age. This is Paulette, and I am so excited to share episode two with you, parenting, no do-overs, and no backsies. In this episode, I'm speaking with a special guest, my sister, Petra Abram, down here in Lawrenceville, Georgia, and we're going to tap into her seasoned parenting wisdom. Stay tuned in, and thank you for joining Thank you for tuning in. Today, we're talking to Petra Abram. Hello, Petra. Good afternoon, and I'm so happy to be here today. Thank you. So, as I said, Petra is my sister. She's my older sister, and you are the mother of two children ages. 27 and 24. 27 and 24. And as we discussed uh, topics for this podcast, one of the things my sister shared with me was parenting, no do-overs and no backsies, and I thought that was such an incredible topic and I wanted her to share her knowledge where that was concerned because as the mother of a 27 year old and a 24 year old you must have some things that you have thought about uh, looking back over the course of their lives from birth until this point but as usual let's start with our bible verse our bible verse today is psalms 127.3 and it says lo Children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. And I think that's an awesome scripture just because as we consider the topic, parenting, no do-overs and no backsies, a lot of parents probably look back and have a lot of regrets and a lot of guilt and a lot of angst, and I think you're going to talk about a lot of this. But if we look at this that says, ultimately, children are a heritage and a reward. Amen. And so there's got to be a viewpoint point that we take even after we have raised these children that will help us remember and grab hold of that truth yeah. that they are heritage and they are a reward even when they've gone down some crazy path and Absolutely. I think there's some things in our conversation prior to um, presenting this podcast that we've talked about that I think you're going to touch on that will be super helpful to some parents so I'm going to let you do a lot of the talking today okay. which is so <laughs> cool and I want you to to tell us why this why this topic what do you mean by parenting no do-overs no backseats where does that come from So growing up, we played a lot of kickball on our block, and it was just like every kid out of every house, we created teams, and we played kickball, and it was rivalry and fun, and I wish I knew how much fun I was having then as I look back now. But one of the things that people would do is if they kicked the ball and it didn't quite go where they wanted or they didn't get exactly the outcome they wanted, they said, do over, do over, they screamed do over. And I remember my brother Paul, he just kind of felt there was something just not on the level about that. And so there would be just times he would come right out at the very top of the the game day and say, no do-overs, meaning don't pull that. There was not going to be any opportunities for try again because you didn't get the outcome you wanted. And so parenting is somewhat the same. And I've kind of coined the term parenting, no do-overs, no backsies, because you just, there is no... Sending them back to... Right. And if you don't get the outcome that you want, you're not going to be able to rewind time. I coined this term after both my children were... I put this in quotes, grown up, and I I could clearly see my hand in a lot of their behaviors, some negative, some positive. And I'd say, oh my God, if I could just get one year back and I could just have an intensive with them, I promise I'll fix everything. And I can remember saying that to myself. But then I 
just quickly realized that that wasn't going to be possible. You do not get to rewind time. There is no do-overs. Um, and I started thinking about what what went wrong here. Where did I where did I lose it? And I quickly realized that I'd probably spent too much time bogged down in the when is this going to end? I'm a taxi driver, a bottle washer, a dishwasher, um, a housekeeper, a counselor, a police officer. All these all yeah. these roles that I was playing as a parent, and maybe not putting enough investment in making every day and in all those roles count with my kids. But you have to admit it is overwhelming it when you're can be definitely. In it, as maybe some of the people listening, you know, you have these older children, you can look back now, but when you're in it and you are having to create your day around who has to get to soccer, who has play practice, how do I make sure they come in on time and not run game on me? Mm-hmm. And, you know, set a poor example for Feed the younger everybody. siblings. Sure. How does everybody get back? <laughs> that can be overwhelming. And you do ask yourself, when will this be over? And you're saying that. In the midst of that, we need to be looking for the good, or what do you say? In the midst of that, you need to be intentional about how you're impacting those little people's lives. Because honestly, you don't get to do it again. The truth is that kids don't come with an instruction manual, and this is not a dress rehearsal. (laughs) So when you're messing up, you're making an imprint. And Don't get me wrong. There's nothing perfect. You're going to do and say things that are wrong. But what I want parents to realize is you need to be mindful that it won't always be this way. And as a matter of fact, before you blink, they are gone. Your imprint is on them, negative or positive, and they are who they are. And so as much as you have the chance to influence who they become and who they are, take that time and don't get bogged down in the day-to-day kind of step back and don't miss that big picture for this very small thing that's happening. Let that taxi time be conversation time. Tell me about the best part of your day. Tell me who you are. Tell me tell me what your dreams are. Because that's really what we're here as parents to do is facilitate those dreams. It is, but then you get these kids, you know, you want to have, I think parents do make a big effort to try to dig in and when you can have dinners all together at the table and you're saying, tell me about your dreams and they're like, this is so corny, I just want to be on Instagram, why are you talking to me right now? I'm looking at my Facebook page, I'm not even on Facebook because that's for old people. <laughs> and so they're not, they don't really engage us. Mm-hmm. They don't really engage us. And so... But that I, I guess what I'm saying is we shouldn't give in to that. Absolutely. We shouldn't give in to that because we are competing against things that I don't think mommy had to compete against. Right. She didn't have to compete against social media. Exactly. But there it may need to be as important as at the dinner table, definitely no electronics, but maybe in the car when between soccer and home, no electronics. I want to talk to you. I want to I wanna hear what's going on. Right. And I think too one of the things I learned from our mom is just that you just never you never give in. You never bow down to that I don't want to be bothered with yes, you yes. you always keep chipping away and keep hammering in and keep doing your best to be an engaged involved show up parent yes. um, because your kids will eventually recognize that that's all you were trying to be and if you don't do it they won't do it when they become parents that's right and they also won't know how to engage people mm-hmm. they won't know how, and you're gonna end up trying to recapture they're gonna end up trying to recapture some of that love i mean honestly i think back on even as an adult you know daddy lives with me part-time and you part-time mm-hmm. that's uh, down in georgia with you and in jersey with me 
And I think back now, all of the things I wish I would have asked mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest with you. I mean, towards the end of his life, we did five weeks, five Saturday nights that we went out, and I just asked him anything. He was so excited just to tell me anything. He would answer any question. Some of it was sensitive and different things, you yeah. know, and things about marriage and things about children that he'd had before he was married and just about him growing up. Um, just the fact that our grandparents were never married and they had five children together and just what did that mean to right. him, you know, in his faith and, and that type of thing. And so I just realized that I needed that some of that in my life. And sometimes, you know, parents don't know how to talk about those sensitive things but that's when really we're younger. But that's a good point. If you want to engage your kids, you know, we always walk that fine line of telling them too much Mm -hmm. and then using that as an excuse to go on and do some of the random things that we hope they wouldn't do. Mm -hmm. But we should be, we should be uh, open to sharing with them some of our mistakes and letting them ask us some tough Mm -hmm. questions that we can answer and, Mm -hmm. and handle some of those sensitive conversations with them because that might engage them. It makes us real to them mm-hmm. instead of these disciplinarians mm-hmm. who have been perfect all of our exactly. lives. Exactly. But that's a that's a that's a line you have to walk slowly and carefully. But it, it may be when we're thinking about those times when we want to be deliberate about engaging them in discussion, it should be a two-way thing. Mm-hmm. How's your day going? What's this or that? And maybe you ask them, what's something you want to know about me? Mm-hmm. Or something, this is something that happened in my day today, and it was really upsetting. And you know what? I don't even think I handled it well. What would you have done? Right. We listen to what happened to me today and, and telling them about the ways that we fail. It builds trust, too. Then suddenly it's, you know, I see you as a person and not just someone I need to move from soccer to home. Yes. Yeah. That's real, and that's important. Kids need to know that. Okay, so we're talking about just talking to them. Right. (laughs) If you could have done that, you would have have talked to them a little bit more instead of being so focused on what you had to do for them Mm -hmm. in those moments. Mm -hmm. And that's a... The mechanics and the logistics. It's it's always remember that it's about that person and the investment. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So when I started to realize that, like, whoa, I, I feel like I missed a lot of time and I felt like I had some regret and I felt like, wow, I missed a lot of opportunities and I could have done a lot better. Oh, I should have done that better. Oh, I see that, that, uh, maybe those snarky comments that comes from me as a mom. Mm. And I hear that and I see myself and I see these habits and I'm like, Oh, I blew it. And that's why I wanted that one year intensive. Like I'm going to correct everything. <laughs> um, but that wasn't possible and it's just never going to be possible, but I had to move away from regret. And I think God really spoke three things into me. And number one was pray for your children. Mm. God's got your back. Um, and that doesn't mean that you just slack off and, oh, God's got my back. I'm not going to worry about it, but pray for your children. The word of God says that he will make every crooked path straight. And so I had to believe that, that where I had missed the mark, that he was more than able and he's a way maker and he fills the gap. And I needed him to fill the gap where I could see that I had dropped the ball as a parent and maybe not done my best. And so then the second thing was, um, it's not over till it's over. Okay. And so as long as there's an opportunity for a relationship, and that's what's really important, keeping a relationship with with people, with your children. As it's not over till it's over. 
even if you feel like there's missed opportunities, there's always the possibility for influence because you never lose, even when your children are adults, you never lose the position of being their mom. Mm. So even when they're adults and they're making their own decisions, I'm still your mom. And I've still lived out 20 years, 25 years ahead of the road of you. And I've been where you are. And so that is your position of influence. Never doubt what your influence means in your children's lives. And then the the third thing I kind of just kind of realized is when you know better, do better. When I had my children, I was young. I probably shouldn't have been having children, but no one advised me (laughs) that. So I Who probably advisable. I mean, right? You know, yeah, yeah, let's be honest, right? Yeah. You want to get married? Uh, <laughs> so I probably had no business having children when I had children, and so I probably didn't know what I needed to know. So hindsight is definitely twenty twenty vision. But one of the, my big mistakes during my child rearing was I had this no failure focus for the kids. Just no failure. You do not fail. You everything has to be done and perfect. Mm. Um, and. That was a mistake because several years after my children, they left home and again, they were grown ups. And I put quotes around that because they're never really grown up. <laughs> I read an article by um, Sarah Blakely, the wildly successful creator of Spanx, oh. and she's wildly successful. Thanks so, to me. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> exactly. A lot of women, all of us. <laughs> so, in this article, she, Sarah was talking um, about. Um, the fact that weekly her dad would sit she and her brother down and ask them what they'd failed at. So while other kids, she was kind of like a little thrown off by this because while other parents were celebrating, what were you successful at this week? What'd you do good? Mm -hmm. Having a big cherry session for their kids. Her dad was digging into what'd you fail at this week? Let's talk about that. Let's dissect that. Let's discuss. Um, Because it was their failures. He felt was the things that were going to really make them stronger. The things you're successful at, that's what comes easy to you. And he wanted to find out what is it that you find difficult. And what he told him is if you aren't failing, you really aren't doing anything. That's a lot. And so I was like, oh my goodness, I think I've truncated my kids. I've, I've totally stunted them by having this no failure policy. And so I kind of crippled them in a way that they're not going to do anything because they're so afraid to fail. They're mm. so afraid to disappoint. And so I remember kind of just getting, like, getting my bearings and saying to them, I, I made a mistake. And saying to them, if you aren't failing, you aren't doing anything. Mm. I didn't know any better then, but now that I know better, I'm charged with doing better. And so I had to talk to them about the benefits of failing. Because the truth is, you are just going to stay stagnant and never grow or be or take a chance on anything if you're so afraid of failure. And so those were the kind of three things that I kind of got out of it. And I kind of really stick to those. I still pray for my children every day that God would just order their steps. Yes. And then the fact that I still have a relationship with them is just amazing and incredible to me. And it always gives me um, access to them. And that's something that we as parents just never want to lose. And I don't mean that at any price. Don't get me wrong. Because you've got to call wrong, wrong, and call right, right. I'm not, we're not peace at any price, or I just want to be your friend. I'm still your, I'm still your parent, even as an adult. And then, of course, as we grow, and and that's the thing, too. We should be evolving and growing as people. And as we know better, do better and offer them more. And always kind of set the pace because, yes, I am 25. I am 30 years down the road ahead of you. I think that's awesome. Those three tips are really awesome. I also think that what I hear that's super important is 
being able to say, if you know better, you do better. And you don't just start, you don't just jump into doing better. Because I've seen that, right? You've seen parents who have... I always take, there's an extreme example of this that I think of. There's individuals I've seen in church, for example, who their, all their lives were, were horrible, um, terribly addicted to something, mm-hmm. alcohol, drugs, whatever it is, and have, um, you know, through Christ, their life has changed. Mm-hmm. And that's an awesome thing. It is. That's an awesome thing. But you have collateral damage. There are some sure. dead bodies in your way. Sure. And there, there are those children who may have been the child taking care of the parent because you were too blacked out or this or that. And there is some going back and acknowledging there's some mistakes I've made mm-hmm. and I need to apologize to you or explaining to them, this might have been what I did wrong and how it's impacting mm-hmm. you, but here's how we course correct. Mm-hmm. So that's why I agree with you on that point of our kids are... Are, are there's always a learning opportunity mm-hmm. because as I grow and evolve, I'm still 20 some years ahead of you. Absolutely. So as I'm growing and evolving, I'm going to keep pouring back into you Absolutely. so that you can pour back into your children. Hopefully mm-hmm. that they're having that heritage that we talked about, mm-hmm. you know, Absolutely. that reward that we talked it about is. from Psalms. Um, and the, the other thing that I was going to say, it's interesting. And this is a whole other podcast topic, but this idea of not being afraid to fail. Mm-hmm. And I actually have that as one of my future podcasts. Absolutely. It's okay to lose. It and is. that is, that's in complete contradiction to this generation. Mm-hmm. Where you, mm-hmm. you talk about it. It's such an obvious thing. Everybody gets a trophy. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets a trophy because you're not allowed to fail. Right. Well, no. It's okay to fail it because is. in failing, you learn. Mm-hmm. You learn what your you learn what your boundaries are. Yeah. You may fail and learn. Okay, that's that's not my strong suit. But I may not be the best basketball player, but I'm an incredible coach because right. there are some things that I can see mm-hmm. just from watching the game that I may not have played fully or totally, but I get it. Right. And and so you find yourself in that. So that's a really important one because so much of what society is teaching us now and teaching our children is that everybody gets reward, mm-hmm. everybody is great. You may not be great at that thing, or you may have failed that time and you have to keep going at it. Get that's back. Right. Get back up, get back up, get back up. So as you, and and you don't, you're so right. If I don't fail, I don't get that opportunity to know better and do better. That's it. I don't get that opportunity. If you aren't failing, you aren't (laughs) doing anything. So no back, no do-overs and no backseats. No backseats. And that can be daunting. And I have heard so many parents talk about looking at their children and being able to tell what was going on at the time they were pregnant mm-hmm. with that child mm-hmm. because it's coming out now mm-hmm. as you're seeing in the, and even what was going on in your life as yourself during the rearing of that child and we can stay so stuck and in guilt but what I appreciate about your message today is that we don't have to stay stuck absolutely you not you do make errors yeah. you're going to it's like you said at the beginning we don't come with instructions there's no manual there's no manual but as you know better you do better and People are receptive when you can say, I, I, I messed up and I want to do right by you. Or, And I'm not saying that we need to be running to our kids and constantly apologizing or what no. have you. But it, it is in developing a relationship where we can talk to them and share with them and let them know that this is where I, what I could have done differently and how I want to help you be even better than me. Absolutely. And that's the thing, too, is always giving them that, that push to be better than me because that's what we should want. 
It's somebody who is not just like us, but is on track to surpass us. Yes. And then them pouring into the next generation. Absolutely. That heritage. That heritage is so amazing. Awesome. So thank you. Thank you. This has been wonderful. I hope that there are parents who are inspired. Uh, This is what's great about this message is that whether or not you are the seasoned parent of adults, it's relevant, Mm -hmm. or you're a brand new parent of a newborn, it's relevant, and or you're right in the middle. (laughs) Right smack in the middle of taxi driving and bottle washing. And and look, every day, there are going to be those days where you want to throw your hands up and not do any of that, but try to make the majority of your days about it counting mm-hmm. and engaging as best you can mm-hmm. and I agree with you don't give in because there are so many obstacles to parenting that our parents didn't have absolutely so don't give in so thank you thank you just name off again those three things that you you said the they three were, things they were awesome your three things I just want to leave for on moms. this note three things for our moms our parents who are raising children as we March towards raising graceful children in this idea of parenting no do-overs and no backsies. Let's remember these three tips. Pray for your children. That There is just no greater gift that you can give them. That's number one. Number two is it's not over until it's over. And that means that there's always the opportunity to reach back and to correct, course correct. I liked that. That was really a great course correct. And and I can't, I can't say you can fix it, but you can always give it Give it life. Give it voice. Mm-hmm. The things that you've done that have not been the best. And then finally, when you know better, when you realize, wow, I need to course correct, do it. Don't let that go. Don't let that go. Um, don't be afraid to say. I failed. We could, yeah, I failed. <laughs> and I could do this better. And I want better for you. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks again. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this second episode of A Message to Moms from My Mom, Raising Graceful Children in an Execrable Age.